Good evening, church. It's an exciting to be in the house of the Lord tonight. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am a man undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having his hand a live coal, which he had taken from the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity has been taken away and your sin purged. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am. Send me. Church, that is for us. Here we are, Lord. Send us for the work of the Lord. Father, we just come tonight boldly to the throne of grace and mercy. Lord, we thank you that we have this opportunity to come and worship you, to glorify you, to seek your presence. As this night, we have that time of personal reflection and prayer. God, we pray that you would do a mighty work tonight in this place. We invite your spirit to come and do the work that only you can do, Lord, a move of the spirit of God. And we just give you all praise, all honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good evening, church. Welcome to our Wednesday evening service. If we have never met, I am Bob Russell, and I have the pleasure of being with you tonight. Now, I want to let you know tonight will be a little bit different. See, tomorrow, if you're not aware, tomorrow is the day of prayer, National Day of Prayer. So tonight, we are dedicating this service for an evening of prayer. So we will have a short devotion. I say short, tell the pastor short, right? But the goal is a short devotion. We'll have some personal reflection and prayer time and then corporate prayer as well. And then we will finish the night with some worship. So just really excited about tonight. But before we get started, we do have one announcement that we want to bring to your attention. We do have a baptism coming up, and that should be on the screen, Saturday, May 13th, that is at 9 a.m. at Spesser Holland Beach North. And I just want to encourage you, if you have never been baptized, or maybe even you were baptized as an infant, and you didn't have that opportunity yourself to choose, I would encourage you to come to the baptism, to be baptized. We actually have a video online 
that talks about baptism. If you have any questions, it's only about four minutes long. Just a wonderful video. It just kind of explains. And also it talks about Romans 6, where it talks about us going under and coming back up out of the water and a new creation in Christ and just making that public profession. So I just really want to encourage you, if you have never done that, to really think about just being baptized as you make that profession and a new creation in Christ. So tonight, you ready? I'm excited. It's a night of prayer. We are seeking the presence of the Lord this evening. So at the moment, though, you can be turning in your Bibles to Ephesians 3, verse 16. So we're going to start there. And really, my goal tonight is to look at this prayer that the Apostle Paul wrote and then to bring us into prayer tonight. So we're in Ephesians 3.16, and this is a beautiful prayer that Paul prayed for the Ephesian church. Yet because it is the word of God, we know the word of God is timeless. So this prayer, it's also for you and for me tonight. So Ephesians 3, verse 16. I pray, this is Paul, that out of his glorious riches, some translations would say unlimited resources, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. I just think about that for a moment. Paul is praying and he's asking God to spiritually strengthen the believers in Ephesus. How different a lot of times that is from our prayers. Often, right, we're praying for a physical need. Now, I want to be clear. There's nothing wrong with praying for physical needs. We need to do that. We pray for healing. We pray for the financial needs that we have. But in this prayer tonight, we're going to see that Paul, he takes this prayer to a whole new level. This is a spiritual prayer. So just look back here in verse 16. Paul prays that they would be spiritually strengthened in their inner being. So when you think about that, what exactly is the inner being? See, that is like the depths of our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. So Paul is just praying in that depth that they would be strengthened with might. And why does Paul pray for that? Because he knows that they needed to be spiritually healthy, body of believers that would function together as God designed them to be. See, we need to be spiritually strengthened in order to do what God has called us to do. And when we are spiritually strengthened, it doesn't matter the circumstances that are going on around us. It does not matter what is going on in the culture because, church, it is well in our soul. It is well. We are not shaken by the things going on in this world. Because it's well in our soul. See, and we recognize our strength doesn't come from the world, but our strength comes from God. And God is sovereign. 
He is on the throne. He is sovereign over our lives in church. He is sovereign over his church. May we always remember that this is his church. He is the head of the church. Verse 17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and grounded, established in love, may have power. We'll come back to that. May have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Now, that's quite a description. Verse 19, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, I would say that is a spiritual prayer right there. See, the purpose here of being spiritually strengthened is that you and I would be rooted, right? We would be established in this vastness, right? The width, the length, the depth, and the height of the love of Christ. The love of Christ. In other words, we are to be grounded. We just read the word power. In the power that comes from understanding Christ's unlimited love. And when we understand that, we allow that love to flow in and through our lives to the world around us, right? That's what sets us apart. Jesus said in John 13 that they will know you by your love for one another. There's a difference in a follower of Jesus Christ. And I don't know if you've ever really thought about this or really looked at this prayer. I really hadn't seen this. But Paul says there is power. We just read it. There is power. That word literally means full strength to be completely capable of doing something that is available to us when we grasp the love of Jesus that surpasses all earthly understanding. See, there is, love is power in the life of a Christian. We just read it. There is power when we actually understand this kind of love. Look back for a second at verse 17. He says, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love. So I want to take a moment to look at that. The word established means to lay the foundation to lay the foundation. The foundation of our faith is rooted in the love of Christ. That is our foundation. We know John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world. Right? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You see, man did not put Jesus on the cross. It's Christ's love for you and for me that puts him on the cross of Calvary. 
He did that because of the love that he has for us. And when we grasp this kind of love, I was really thinking about this and meditating on this, we no longer see people in their outward appearance, but we see them through the lens of the love of Christ. We look at people differently now. We see them through the lens of the love of Christ. Lately in the Christian world, we've been hearing a lot about revival. But what exactly is a revival? See, a revival is an experience that takes place within the church. This is when the church comes back to life with the passion and vibrancy and returns to its first love. The church returns to its love for Christ. See, the church is to be rooted. We are to be grounded in that love. And we know that roots, they grow down deep right into the earth. We live in Florida. We know what storms are like, right? When the hurricanes come through, or let's say a hailstorm comes through, what keeps the tree up? It's the roots that are down in the ground. And you see, church, that is the same for you and me. We need to be so rooted in our love for Christ that when the storms come around us, we are not shaken because we are rooted in our love for Jesus Christ and his love for us. But why do we need a revival? I was thinking about this. What happened to the church that we need a revival? Listen to this warning that Jesus gave to the Ephesian church in Revelation 2, verse 4. Now remember, this is the same church we're reading through tonight in Ephesians 3. And this is also a warning for the global church. Unfortunately, many people have started off well and they had a great love for the Lord and then they became complacent. And we know even Jesus said, in the latter days, the love of many will grow cold. In Revelation 2, 4, first he commends them for their perseverance in the work of the Lord. But then he says, nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. You see, that's what happened to the Ephesian church. And that's what's happened to, to many churches, is that they lose their first love. They lose that passion for Christ. That love and passion that they once had all of a sudden has diminished. The cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, right? The busyness of life had replaced the passion that they once had for Christ. Does that kind of sound like where we are today too? So many people just so busy. You just lose focus. But that word revival means restoration. I was thinking about this. Some of you car guys, right? You take an old car, 
You like to take it, right? And you get it all cleaned up, get the rust off, you paint it, you're restoring it. What do you, you're putting it back to how it was originally designed, right? You're restoring it. See, God is calling his church to return to him, to return to the love they once had for him so that he can restore the church back to how he originally designed the church to operate in the fullness of God's love. Now, we've also heard a lot about awakening, right, in Christian circles. If you kind of look around, you see revival, you hear about an awakening, but they are not the same thing. See, a revival is bringing something back to life, but an awakening is a personal encounter with God that brings awareness of sin and the need for repentance, as I started out the night in Isaiah chapter 6, we see an example of this when he says, Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the Lord Almighty. See, when Isaiah saw the Lord, when we see God and how he designed us to see him through the word of God, we recognize the sin that is in our life. Now, although awakening can happen in the church, generally, an awakening takes place outside of the church. When God, in his sovereignty, we don't understand this, but in his sovereignty, he pours out his spirit on the people in the community, and it impacts the society and the culture around us. It can start with revival as we are praying, but an awakening is happening outside. When God just pours out his spirit, Jesus' revolution, sound familiar? You see in the movie? You see, that's exactly what was happening. God was pouring out this people in the community, all the hippies, right? He's pouring out his spirit. They don't quite understand what's happening, but they know that they're drawn to the church to be fed by the word of God and to hear about God's amazing grace. And their lives were changed forever. And I hope your life has been changed as well by the grace of God. This evening, we are going to pray for both. We're going to pray for a revival, right, in the church. And we're also going to pray for an awakening, right? An awakening in our country, awakening in our county, in our state, but an awakening that God would just pour out his spirit and he would draw people to the church that we can share the good news with them. I just want to share one quote with you today. It was from R.A. Torrey. I thought it was very powerful. It says, let a few of God's people, they don't need to be many, get thoroughly right with God themselves. The rest will count for nothing unless you start right there. Then let them band together 
to pray for revival until God opens the heavens and comes down. Then let them put themselves at God's disposal to use them as he sees fit. That will bring a revival to any church and any community. As we started the night and we said, who will go for us? Here we are, Lord. Send us. We are here. Send us. Church, we are praying for a revival and a restoration to just our churches in general. We are praying in that and seeking that. But before we take some time and enter into personal time of prayer, I want to show you a verse on the screen, a very powerful verse. And I encourage you, I want you to ask the Lord to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think in your life. Let's just believe and ask God. This was the last verse coming up after the prayer that Paul just prayed. But ask God, according to his power that works in us, to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we could ask or think and believe that God will do it. You see it on the screen. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. And what is the source of that power? It is the Holy Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of God who lives inside of us and he gives us the strength to accomplish whatever he calls us to do. God will equip us. And also those watching online, you as well. Just ask God to do exceedingly abundantly in your life. We will have a few prayer points on the screen tonight. Along with that, we will have some scriptures, if you choose to look up, that go along with them to pray over. We'll take probably about 15 minutes or so. And I encourage you, this is the time... The altar is open. This is a time that we can come forward and just seek the Lord. Just seek the Lord. Cast your cares upon the Lord and rest in the presence of God Almighty. I heard this once from a pastor and I thought it was great. Five minutes in the presence of the Lord will do more than 20 hours of teaching. Just, just five minutes being right before God and just allowing God, here I am, do what you want with me, can do more than 20 hours of listening to teaching. See, this is a time, church, for us to do business with God. We read that quote, right? To get right with God. To be able to just lay your heart out before him. To talk to him to come forward and just cry out to God. You may find a place in the back that you just want to bow down. If you want to get up and walk around, but just seek the Lord. This is a time for us. It's designated for us to seek God in his presence.
So the only thing that we do ask is just that you don't come up on the stage just because it could be a little with all the cords and stuff. But we'll have the prayer points scrolling across the screen. But I'll just kind of go through them real quick for you. Of course, we want to pray for our local, right, our state, our governments, national leaders. We do want to pray for them. We want to pray for God to create a pure heart within us, right, to do a revival in us. It starts right here individually. And then pray for repentance and revival in the church. And then let's pray for God to do an awakening in our country. An awakening. It's only a sovereignty that he can do and pour out his spirit, but we can pray for that. That God would just pour out his spirit and bring the people here so that we can minister to them. We can pray with them. We can share the love of Christ with them. And they, like us, can experience God's amazing grace. So at this time, we're just going to have some, some quiet time just to do what we want to do. But I really encourage you, feel free to come to the altar. We don't get to do this a lot. And just lay your request out to the Lord. And we'll be back in just a little bit, and we'll have a little bit of corporate prayer, and we'll have a little worship. We'll see you soon.
this time, we're just going to, you can stay where you are if you want to. We're just going to kind of transition into some corporate prayer, but still feel free if you still want to come to the altar, feel free to come to the altar. So I just want to introduce you if you don't know. This is my wife, Kelly, and uh, she's going to actually uh, lead us in some corporate Good evening again. Just close your eyes with me. Now that we've entered the throne, thank you, Lord, that you would invite us. Thank you, Lord, that you call us to come to you. And we've all come to in, into your throne of grace and mercy right now, God. The king is in the room. We worship you, Father. Psalm 107 says, Oh, that men would praise God for his goodness and turn themselves back to him. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that we can come into your presence because of him. Father, there's so many needs in this room tonight, in a room this size. And you know every last one, God. You are calling us to have clean hands and pure hearts before you. And we can't do that apart from you. God, we know that it's not by strength, it's not by might, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord that we do anything, including pray. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us in every seat in this room. For those watching online, thank you for being there. Thank you that we can have peace because you're the Prince of Peace. God, we ask, we ask collectively and we ask individually, Lord, that you would search our hearts. You show us the wicked ways in us. Help us, Lord, to see where we have missed the mark. God, that we would be quick to repent, quick to bow down. And Father, quick to forgive. God, we ask that you would be, you're the Lord of lords and the King of kings over the church and over the, over the universe. But yet you're missing. You're missing in the schools. You're missing in the local and state and national government and the officials who represent us. God, would you be the God of the city? Would you be the God of the schools, God? Would you be the God of the nation? Would you be the God of the church? God, we know that no one comes to you except if you draw them. And so, Lord, we are asking for a great awakening, another great awakening. Father, that you would stir the hearts that you would draw the hearts, that you would open the eyes, that you would remove the veils, God. 
get our attention. Help us to see, Lord, the things that you're allowing in our lives, that you would use those things to change us. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. God, we ask that you would enlarge our hearts for your kingdom, that we would be about the Father's business, that we would walk the narrow road. God, that we would seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, and everything else would be added unto us according to your will. Thank you, Lord, that you hear us. We will bless the Lord at all times. Your praise shall continuously be on our mouth. You are worthy, God. We worship you. We thank you, Lord, that you allow us to come into your presence. But, Lord, help us to want to be there and to never want to leave. Psalm 27 tells us that it's the one thing, one thing that we desire, that we seek, is to be in the presence of the Lord, to dwell with you forever. Father, we thank you that Jesus is preparing a place for us right now in heaven, but until we get there, there's work to do, and for some of us, that work is prayer. Some of us are called to that. Help us, God, to walk worthy of that calling. God, help us to serve with diligence. God, we thank you. We thank you for the country that we do live in. And we pray over everyone who's in public office. Those who know you and those who don't know you. God, we pray that we would be a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Father, would you incline your ear to us tonight? Would you show us those great and mighty things that we don't know? And they are many. Father, we thank you for loving us. God, we thank you that you want to awaken us, God, that you want to stir up the gifts that are within us, to fan into flame the work that you want us to do, Lord. And for some who need that awakening, God, maybe it's even some who've never been awakened. They've never really come to know you. And others who've been awakened and who have fallen asleep. Wake us up, Lord. Wake us up. The time is short. We can see all around us that people are living in desperation. And they just don't know. They don't know. They don't see you. They don't hear you. They don't feel your presence. They don't know you're there. Some just outright reject you. Here we are, God. Use us. Use us. You've given us everything we need, Lord, for life and godliness. Help us to walk in that. You've given us the mind of Christ. God, you, 
have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Help us, God, to walk in that. Some are weak. Some are weary. Maybe they've just gotten off the path and they need the rest of the body to get them back. Show us, Lord, who those people are. Some of us need our arms lifted. Some of us need to lift up others to help bring this revival around. Revive us, O Lord. Heal us, O Lord, and we will be healed. We know, again, your word says, that the prayer of the righteous avails much. It is powerful and effective. Thank you, God, that it's the same resurrection power that does any awakening in any revival in any person anywhere on the planet. And so we're asking. You say if we ask anything according to your will, you will do it. And you will do it and can do it exceedingly, abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. Help us, Lord, to remember that we have an enemy. He is real. And you are stronger. Whatever we're battling, you fight the battle for us. You can help us overcome. That's what your word says. In this world, you will have trouble. But to be encouraged, be encouraged, church. Jesus has overcome the world so that you can overcome whatever things are going on in your life. Hallelujah. Thanks be to the Lamb of God. We praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We exalt your name. Jesus, Jesus, he makes the darkness tremble. Father, if there's any anything hindering a personal revival or a personal awakening in someone in this in this room or who listens to this later. God, would you help them? If it's unforgiveness that they're dealing with, we can do nothing without the release of that. We forgive as you've forgiven us and we love because you first have loved us. If there are chains in this room that need to be broken tonight, would you do it, Lord? We know you can. We know you can. Would you do it? And people, church, would you receive it? Will you receive the healing? Will you receive the release so that you can be completely free? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It's through Jesus, who the Son sets free. You know it. He's free indeed. And we're set free by the truth, and Jesus is that truth. 
Father, we speak Jesus and we pray Jesus over every prayer point, over every person, over every church, and over the church. We thank you, Lord, for who you are, for what you've done, and for what you're doing, God. Help us to live and walk by faith. We believe, Lord. Just help our unbelief. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. I live in Cocoa Beach, but this morning I spent time in Melbourne. I went to Fort Lauderdale. I went over to Bradford, England. Came back to Melbourne and Orlando and Stewart. Went up to Everett, just outside of Boston. Then out to Dallas. Stay with me. Some of you are thinking, oh, he's lost it. <laughs> I came back, and I spent most of my time in Melbourne. No, I physically never left Cocoa Beach. I spent my time on my knees with my Lord and my God. And we talked about all these people in these different places, my family and friends and acquaintances and people that I've told that I'll add you to my prayer list. And, you know, Satan sometimes, uh, well, he just tried it once. He said, oh, don't you think that that prayer list that you pray every day is just turning into vain repetition? You know, he used the scripture against Jesus, so tried it on me too. And I had my doubt for a moment, and it was as though the Lord said, if you don't bring some of those names to me, it's possible nobody will. And they'll go a day without having their name brought before me. So I don't miss that opportunity. I won't be talked into moving on or I'll add to the list, but I'll pray for those people every day because I've made a promise to them and to the Lord that I would do that. And what a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Here I am waiting. Abide in me, I pray. Here I am longing for you. Come live in me, all my. 
Church, what a beautiful night that we've had in the presence of the Lord. Just seeking God's presence, allowing Him to wash over us and to see the Lord high and lifted up. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Amen. So the prayer that we went through tonight was in Ephesians 3. You don't want to miss this weekend. Pastor Brian will be going through the prayer in Ephesians 1. Talking about the spirit of wisdom and the revelation and the knowledge of him. It's going to be a powerful teaching this weekend, church. Look forward to seeing you all here. Have a great night. I just hope and pray that you are encouraged tonight by what the Lord did. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you.